0: Hello guys, welcome back to Daily Diva with Sarah. It's your host Sarah and I thank you guys for tuning in. And I just wanted to let you know when I say thank you guys for tuning in, I truly mean all my words because sure, like it's a nice opener for my episodes, but at the same time, you know, I understand that as working professionals, as adults, our time and attention are two of the most valuable assets we have in our lives. So, you know, sometimes even to the point of, more important than money and so when you guys share your precious time with me by listening in and whether that's happening on the road on your way to work or at the gym while you're working out or whatever the case is your it listening your support all of that is really encouraging to me so just know that I carry your listenership with weight and yeah just want to say thank you genuinely from the bottom of my heart. Okay, so let's go on. Um it's January 31st, which means that tomorrow is February and I just have very mixed feelings about February. I don't know how you guys feel but I guess I like February in the sense that it's a short and sweet month and like short and sweet's a good vibe. And also for those of you who didn't know, um, I'm a Valentine's day baby. So February is like basically my month. <laughs> it's all about me. Just kidding. But at the same time, what sucks about February is that because it is so short and sweet, it feels like it goes by faster. And like, logically that makes sense. Right. And just you know forces me to come face to face with the reality as if that's not every day that time goes by fast and because you know what happens like you enter february you go through february you exit february and then it's march and it's like boom springtime and you're like what in the world why are all the stores bringing out spring clothes like i'm still cold here um and Like, you know, you guys know how it is. Like, you literally take a seat to take a breath, and it's 10 p.m., and you're like, oh my gosh, tomorrow is happening, and like, I have to start this day all over again. And 24 hours, like, literally never feel like they're enough. And so, when you have like a month, like February, where it like reminds you so hardcore about the reality of speed of time, you just kind of have a moment. You know what I mean? I mean, at least I do. <laughs> and also because February is this hyped up month of love and romance, when you're a single person like me, and you don't have a significant other to spend with, spend the day with, like it makes you feel a certain way. And here, like I, that has been the case for most of my life. I mean, I think I spent one birthday with you know some dude i was dating at the time but you know like apart from that i have been a single person for all of my birthdays and valentine's day it's like a blessing and a curse at the same time for (laughs) your birthday to be on a valentine's day um But anyway, listen, so my takeaway was regardless of how you feel about February, why don't you like spend this day, like spend this month for yourself. And like if I guess for those of us who are Christians, we can do this like cringy thing that I thought of this year where we celebrate the month of February and your Valentine's Day as well as a single person really thinking and reflecting intentionally about the love that God has for you, the love that Jesus demonstrated for you on the cross. And I know technically we do stuff like that on Good Friday, on Easter, on Christmas, but then like, why don't we do that on valentine's day as well like i guess it's kind of creepy because the kind of love that we're talking about is like the romantic context and that is obviously not the kind of love we're talking about with jesus but like still like who says that and and literally who said that valentine's day love version of love had to be with a significant other like why can't we celebrate that with people we non-romantically love as well because those are the most of the people we have in our lives right like it is like one single person you spend your valentine's day with but then like 99 percent of the people in your life like what are they like <laughs> not people you love and so you know like maybe we can switch it up a little bit this year i mean i'm gonna I'm try doing that like i've never done that before but I'm gonna just see how it goes. I will update you when Valentine's Day <laughs> comes around. But anyway, let's go on with the Devo for today. Um, I see that the title of the episode is byproducts, Products. And, you know, like I've been thinking about this for the past couple episodes, but I wonder how the authors of these this Devo like came up with all the different topics. Because can you imagine like what Tim and Keller Tim and Kathy Keller, sorry, what they did was in order to make this book, they had to come up with 365 topics that relate to wisdom. And that must have been such a task. I mean, honestly, kudos to them, because what a task, you know what I mean? (laughs) There's only like so many topics you could relate to one topic. But you know i'm I guess I'll be mind blown um until I get to the three hundred and sixty fifth day and think about like all the topics that they've related to wisdom, but anyway, today is byproduct I'm very curious to see how in the world this topic is gonna relate to wisdom, but let's go on so the verses that we're reading from are from chapter eight verses fourteen. 16, 18, and 19, counsel and sound judgment are mine, I have insight, I have power, by me princes govern and nobles, all who rule the earth, with me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity, my fruit is better than fine gold, what I yield surpasses choice silver. Just very curious as to what in the world the metaphor is for my fruit being better than fine gold but Perhaps that will be answered in the episode. All right, all the things that create success, the right plan, such as counsel, the strategic resourcefulness to carry it out, sound judgment, and the boldness to execute power belong to wisdom, as said in verse 14. All accomplishment that is not mere luck is grounded in the attributes of wisdom. The wise are practical, yet true wisdom still sees success only as a byproduct, not the main goal. Wisdom brings enduring wealth, a Hebrew term that means an inner richness of joy and divine favor that is better than fine gold, as indicated in verse 19. And so I just want to zone in on this sentence that we just read. It feels definitely important where it says, yet true wisdom still sees success as only a byproduct, not the main goal. So yesterday we touched upon success. And so... Perhaps this could be like an extension of yesterday's conversation, right? Where a lot of us just strive for success and oh my gosh, I'm so triggered. That literally was like an elective at middle school during (laughs) in seventh grade and it was like the worst class ever. Um, But anyway, yeah, like all of us strive for success and that, of course, that picture of success might be different slightly for everyone. Um, makes sense. Everybody's different and everybody has different values. But at the same time, no matter what your version of success is, it is not the main goal when you are coming from a perspective of being a wise person, right? It says that wisdom, if you're coming from the perspective of true wisdom, then the way you view success is not the destination. It is just like an after effect. It is almost just like, a nice bonus that you get while you're searching for something else, while you're striving for something else. So that begs the question, what actually is our destination? What actually should be our main goal, right? So let's continue. Um, The next sentence was, wisdom brings enduring wealth, a Hebrew term that means an inner richness of joy and divine favor that is better than gold. And so I feel like It could be a little bit of a stretch to make this conclusion now, kind of earlier, earlier on on Devo, but where it says inner richness of joy and divine favor, you know, indicating like the favor comes from God, of course. And yeah, let's just break that term down a little bit, because for those of us who did not grow up as Christians or in the church, you know, some verses or some words that you come across in the Bible or and even like Christian books might not resonate with you that might really confuse you and divine favor I could totally see being one term that just kind of like huh like makes you like you know like yeah like question that a little bit what is that about and I guess like my best interpretation of divine favor of God is like God allowing you to experience him and like I guess that does not sound super appealing as like money and fame and whatnot because you don't know what God is like you know like if you have truly experienced God in a personal intimate and powerful way then you would know that it is more worth than money it is more worth than anything so you know you know I don't mean for myself to sound like I'm offending anyone right now by saying like, oh, you don't know God. And so you don't, you can't understand this. Like not in that kind of sense, but it just is the reality. Like when you haven't encountered and experienced God in an intimate way, then of course, like because of your lack of exposure to that kind of an experience, you're not going to, you know, have like a grasp or a sense of understanding what value that, you know, like your interaction and, like relationship with God carries and I feel like in my own personal life I've really just only scratched the surface of being exposed to um the you know the kind of intimacy that I really genuinely strive to have with God. I just think that in this life I get very distracted, I get very carried away by temptations and all the cultural secular things of this world and i know it's like a journey that i'm working on right now but like my goodness like the glory of god and the intimacy ultimate intimacy um that a lot of our spiritual ancestors have experienced and also like even the current ones like current christians who are deeply in love with god like what they have with god um I know it's a beautiful thing and I've only scratched the surface in order to know how valuable it is clearly I'm not like as moved and motivated by it to seek for it with, you know, seek it with all my heart as opposed to like some worldly successes. But then, you know, that is where my foolishness kicks in. That is where like I'm not exercising wisdom and I'm not having faith that intimacy and relationship with God is what is what trumps everything else. And you know what I mean? So yeah, going back to divine favor, I think I kind of like went on a rant a little bit. (laughs) But then divine favor is basically like God sharing his presence and his love with you and in a deep, personal, intimate way. If you guys have your own like version of what divine favor means to you, then definitely send me a DM on like what your version is because I would really, really love to know. Um, But anyway, yeah like that is our main goal like the inner richness of joy not f you know what is that word ephemeral ephemeral oh my goodness (laughs) ephemeral sense of happiness um but like the richness of joy because i think there's a difference yes i believe there is Uh, between joy and happiness so happiness is more of like an emotion that is evoked at a moment and it goes away it's fleeting but then joy is something that even in like depression can be experienced even in your darkest of times can be experienced right and like the book of job is basically that you know like the guy was suffering um uh, totally understandably but then he was still able to find joy in praising God like it's just absurd that story is absurd I will never understand it but it's a great example to go off of here. Um, yeah, so like that's what God gives and that's what pursuing true wisdom gives you right and all the worldly successes like money and career and you know like relationship and family and blah 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 literally not that any of those things are bad but then like they are not meant to be our ultimate main goal especially if we are christians so you know like i feel like these sentences that we just read are helping us just chisel down more just uh the like a heavenly definition of what success means and i feel like yesterday's conversation is aiding with continuing this sort of a conversation perhaps it would be best to say that the real wisdom tends towards prosperity but prosperity itself is never the wise person's ultimate goal the wise do what they do not because it is satisfying or because it works but because it is right and loving to god and his creation success may come or not but that is not the point if you see success as a possible byproduct not the main goal of wisdom then you will indeed be wise even if your hand shall flow with gold yet over you your gold what? yet over you gold um shall have no dominion do you tend to either be too concerned with results and practical success or too unconcerned? So I feel like a lot was said just now, but I want to zone in on the sentence where it says, the wise do what they do, not because it is satisfying or because it works, but because it is right and loving to God. And I feel like that kind of you know, intentionality towards life shows your humility before God, right? Like, you're not necessarily following all the logical steps in the world to secure yourself financially, or relation, relationally, or like vocationally, you know, again, not that pursuing those goals are innately sinful in any way. But then, you know, the primary focus of a wise person before God is to make decisions and do things, um, and live their life in a certain way because what they're doing is right and loving to God and pleasing to him. And not because it's just what makes sense, you know? Um, and I feel like this is a humbling point for all of us because you know what I mean? Like in this world, like this is what I experienced when I became an adult. You know, I just felt like there were so many people telling me how to live my life and how to like secure a future for myself and how to make sure that I'll be able to retire comfortably and blah, 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 blah. And honestly, initially, those uh, conversations were very daunting for me. I'm like, I still feel like I'm in a school. I'm in high school and you're talking to me about 401k. And honestly, <laughs> I thought it was 401k. Like I didn't even know it was like said like 401k but anyway um and then so like yeah like even in our 20s we are set on this path to save and secure and you know what I mean like it's not like those financial decisions or any sort of def- decisions that you make for your life for your future are inherently problematic before God, right? God wants you to live responsibly. And you know, like if you are like adults with kids, God wants you to have like an extra dose of responsibility because you got dependence you need to take care of. And like, that's the rightful thing to do. But at the same time, if your heart is in a place, I suppose, like where there is not much dependence on god and you're just going for the gold you're you know like your eyes are fixated on what you can do with your own abilities and not having like a picture of god you know like in there then i could see that like being creating like a barrier between your intimacy with god and experiencing the kind of like richness of joy and divine favor that could should really be our main goal you know it's just that like in this culture desiring god is not desirable you know i feel like there's this stigma even amongst like christians of desiring God being a stigmatic thing where it's, um oh, like, is it because like nothing in life is working out for you that you're pursuing God because, you know, you have at least faith that there's some higher power who's going to like take care of you. You know, I mean, at least like, that's how I used to see some Christians myself. So if you guys ever like viewed certain like faithful and devoted Christians in that sort of a light, like I'm with you. And, you know, I think in some situations, it genuinely is the case that like some people people, they just really don't have their life together. So the last thing that they're going to seek is God. And you know, it's not like those people are in the wrong, like no matter where you are, it's always, you know, beneficial for you to seek God, it's always wise for you to seek God. But I guess like, also just the fact that like, you know, in this culture, religion in any context, God in any context is an unpopular topic. And, you know, there's like less and less faithful people in this country and so for you to like still hold on to what seems like ancient history and a myth to so many people around you it really takes a lot of like courage to claim that you love it you know you honor it and that you're living your life by it you're making very important life decisions by it and that you are seeking success in what a lot of people consider as just myth I mean like I've spoken to some people who genuinely think that the bible is like almost equivalent to a fairy tale i remember taking a deep offense at hearing that as a christian of course but you know what i mean i guess i understand where they're coming from if they did not grow up you know, with the same kind of child experience that I did where like, you know, your dad was a pastor and you went to church like since the day you were born and like you haven't missed a Sunday and like you were tithing before you even knew what it was like, you know what I mean? Like if you didn't have that kind of experience and like, I guess I understand where like other people are coming from too. But ultimately, you know, with all of these like asides aside, you know, I guess our call to action for you guys today is when we think about success, through the lens of wisdom let us not see success being like the end goal or the destination here i really don't think that's what god sees as success you know and specifically we're talking about finances specifically we're talking about our vocations our relationship i honestly feel like those three are like the biggest categories for most of us when it comes to us defining what success looks like in our lives and you know what I mean? Like having those just be byproducts. So I guess like today, unlike yesterday, I'm able to make a connection actually for how the title of the Devo relates to wisdom. But like that is what a wise person would do. A wise person would not look at the end, you know, like the finish line with like a trophy of success in, you know, the sense of like all the great things in life but God being there at the finish line. And like, when you reach that, like success, God just blessing you with success um, that you wanted. And honestly, this is not a prosperity gospel message, of course, but I think it just logically makes sense, you know, without like tapping into prosperity gospel message that like, when you do ultimately seek God and love him and fixate your eyes and your heart on him, then like, why would God withhold any of those things from you? I cannot explain the realities of say, like these really like God centered, um, God fearing people who like go into other countries to do missions and get killed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to account for that. And those are genuinely my questions to God. Like, God, that is not, you know, like, that does not look like success to me. But what if You know, like those people who died, like felt that their life was spent, you know, the best, you know, way that they could have spent it for God, you know, like, I don't know, I feel like I'm just really going all over the place here. But like, I'm trying my best to string through thoughts that like. Somewhat seem related, but you know, let's say that like those people, you know, missionaries. I'm just making up a scenario here. Like, let's say that this couple goes into like, uh, I don't know, some other country far away from America and they attempt to build the kingdom of God by setting up a church and serving the people there, like sharing the message of the gospel, but then they get killed because there's some terrorist group. I mean, that is like a true story of like many missionaries, um, actual missionaries, like current day um and then like from our perspective we would think you know sitting here comfortably in america like wow that's just a sad life like how do you call that success but like let's say that like this small little town that those two missionary poured out their money and heart and efforts into you know like they like flourished as a church one day and like In the eyes of God, in the kingdom of God, in that sort of a perspective, would they have achieved success? Absolutely. By worldly, secular views? Absolutely not. And so maybe for us too, like it's an encouragement, like when we see God, um, you know, like when we see success, from a worldly perspective then like a lot of things aren't going to make sense to us a lot of our choices and decisions in our everyday lives and our grand scheme of life aren't going to make sense to a lot of people we might even get judgment for that but you know what i mean like that's why in the bible it must say that like our lives are going to look different and it should look differently different than like non-christians lives and not to like other christians versus non-christians but you know like people who claim to honor the bible and believe in the word of god versus people who don't you know like let's just look at it in that sense and i think we get an idea of like what our destination should be it is not the american dream ultimately right i think that we can safely conclude our destination is like that inner joy richness of joy that god gives the divine favor that god gives and that intimate relationship with god like when we just shoot for that and fix it our eyes on reaching that and letting you know that journey of getting to that finish line fulfill us then truly wouldn't that be success and anything else that you know god blesses us along the way it's almost just like yes just a byproduct and we can still enjoy all of those things but i think like at least for me as i'm just going off all over the place <laughs> on this devo here you guys um i'm being reminded that like god is what is really worth it and like it should not be god that is the byproduct of my pursuit of success it should really really be the other way around and it this is such a counter-cultural message to you know a millennial living in america right now but this is exactly the message that like i need to like shove down my throat honestly like not in like you know, like a forceful, weird way, but genuinely, because when you're trying to like see this world and your life in a way that no one else around you sees, it is difficult. You know, that's pretty heavy duty resistance that you got to like participate in and so that's why you know i'm being aggressive with my words here but hopefully this is an encouragement for you guys as well hopefully this isn't a motivation i mean is a motivation for you guys to kind of like redefine success for yourself as an extension of yesterday's conversation and also in your prayer time with god like have this conversation like god like what is your version of a successful life for me like and that's gonna look differently for everyone generally the same in the sense that we're all reaching for like our deepest relationship with god and honoring him with our lives but you know what i mean he did all make us uniquely and he did give us you know bless us with a specific set of skills and experiences and knowledge and desires and with all of those things, like he has specific successful things that he wants us to carry out. And if we don't have those conversations with him, we're never going to be able to tap into those things. You know what I mean? So like, let's spend that time with God today and have that conversation. All right, so I'm going to end it here today. And I will check in with you guys tomorrow. Have yourself a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. And um, yes, Wednesday, oh, February will come. Okay, bye.